And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone. Alright, legends, welcome back to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time to be alive. Okay, the good times keep rolling, and by that I mean my Centrelink payment came through yesterday. So, morale, I would describe it as high. Upper echelon morale, elite morale at the moment. And I'm living kind of like, you know that idiot who like gets paid once a month and blows it all in the first week? That's me on Centrelink. Because I used to get paid weekly, and now I get Centrelink fortnightly. Dude, that first week, I live like a goddamn king. And that second week, I live like someone who actually is on Centrelink. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's peaks, it's valleys, it's everything in between, and it's the way I've chosen to live. So... Check came in yesterday, and I'm living like a king until about next Monday, at which point it'll be brown rice and tuna, and we crawl till the next one. That's how I've chosen to live, and I'm very happy with it. So the good times are rolling along. I will say just a quick update uh, on one of the many battles I'm sort of facing here at my house, the lad pad. The old guy over the back fence who hates us. Reminder, he called the police on us three times in April. That's a record. I asked the police officer the third time, I said, I said, you're back, mate. This must be some sort of record. And he said, get on the ground. But the old guy comes around, knocks on our front door. I thought, well, 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 look who's fuck, look who's come to face the music, you know? This guy obviously got my my email that said uh, there, was a, there was a package delivered to the wrong address. Why don't you come around to my house and I'll, I'll give it to you? The package was my fist. Okay, so I thought this guy's come around for his uh, for the beatdown, you know, for the uh, everyone's talking about Tyson coming back. The real bout that people in my suburb have been talking about me versus this old bloke, and he came around. Uh, this is this is one of my pet hates in life when this happens. When you find out someone you hate is actually like a pretty de- like they're they're nice to you. When someone you hate is nice to you, God, that grinds my gears more than anything. If I hate you. Hate me right back, okay? This is a two-way street. So my roommate Mac opens the door. Turns out the old bloke's lost his cat, and he was really lovely about it, and he said, keep an eye out for it. And Mac has said, yeah, no worries. And he was just a really polite old guy, and I thought, you may have fooled Macca. You may have fooled some of the other lads, but you have not fooled me, my friend. Okay? I don't think there even is a cat. You know, he's come around with the freaking... You know, a big old smile. Has anyone seen Mittens, my adorable little little cat? I think, I don't think there is a cat. I think this is a trap. I think he's lulling us into a false sense of security. Okay, and now I'm thinking, well, I'm pawing around looking for little Mittens. Bam! He's going to hit me with a pipe over the back of the head. And then call the police on me for a record fourth time. So I'm skeptical. But he was a very lovely old guy. And I, I hate that. When someone you hate is nice to you, it's just like, ah, uh, god damn it, this is what Lady Gaga was talking about, you can kill, you can kill hate with kindness, she was right, god, how can she be such a fantastic pop star and also be so full of wisdom, I don't know, I don't have all the answers, Lady Gaga does, Lady Gaga does, so that was kind of annoying, I tell you what, he better hopes he finds that cat, because if I find it first, I'm sending it back over the fence, limb by limb, if you know what I mean, I'm joking, I would never do that. But I do, I'm, ah, I'm, I'm trying to still hate this guy, but now I've found out he's like normal. I'm wondering if maybe, could he send over some pretty abusive sprays over the fence? 
I'm wondering if maybe he's a really lovely guy, but he's like, he's like an old school Irish drunk where like after six beers, it's just freaking, it's rage o'clock, you know? Maybe, maybe he's a really lovely guy, but after four or five beers, he hears me playing Avril Lavigne and he thinks, nobody's home again? I fucking hate this kid. I don't know. Once again, I don't have all the answers, but I bet we know who would. Lady Gaga. So I'm not sure what's happening if we're still at war with the old guy or how you would describe it, but I'd like to think we're still at war, but I'm really not so sure. But if you see Mittens, send him over the back fence. Send him home, if you will. Um, but the week that was, you know, I tell you what, got some hot topics this week. Actually, I've I got to say, I'll quote me later, but I got a good feeling about this pod. I got to, I think this is going to be a good one. So, fingers crossed, eh? Um, all right. So Saturday, surf is huge, like maybe like seven to eight foot, at my local break. Okay, now, officially, I haven't been on a surfboard in two years. Uh, I would have paddled out in eight foot swell. Unfortunately, did my shoulder, haven't I? So. That was unfortunately a real shame, but, you know, I charge. Everyone knows I charge. Um, so I just went down to watch. Real real change of pace from me, but no, I would have drowned for sure. I reckon there's nothing crazier than surfing. Like, I know eight foot's not that big to professional surfers, but to the, to the average man, watching these absolute walls of water come through and these absolute lunatics are out there just fucking... And, like, it was great. It was like theatre, you know? Some guy goes over the falls, she's like, fuck, he's... It's like gladiator stuff, you know? You're like, fuck, is that guy? You know, you think, fuck, is, is he alive? But then someone gets the next one. You forget about that first guy. Then 25 minutes later, you're like, what happened to the guy with the blue wetsuit who who went went over over the nose of his board on that last one? And you go, fuck, I, I don't know. He could be dead. He could be dead. I saw, um, I saw a guy body surfing out there. It was wild. But, uh... Yeah, there's nothing cooler than people who surf big waves. I'll say that. You're absolute lunatics and you deserve all the chicks you get. You really do. Um, but how's this? This one guy, he's trying to jump off the rocks. We're, we're, we're like up on the headland on the point. And I've said this before and I will say it again. There is nothing better in this world than laughing at someone who's doing something you could never do. Like, you know, when like, you, like you're a like yelling at some guy who's like a freaking NBA player while he's playing basketball. It's like, you could never do what he's doing, but isn't he supposed to be able to do it? You know, there's kind of that, like, there's just something so disconnected. It's, it's great. So this guy's trying to jump off in like eight foot swell on the rocks. And it's one of those things where like, if you wait, if you miss an opportunity and then you're waiting, the more you wait, the more it freaks you out, you know? And he's, this guy's there for like 10 minutes. And now no one's even looking at the surf. They're all looking at this guy jumping off the rocks. And he's like 10, 15 minutes in, like, you know, four or five sets have come through. He's missed like three openings. He's panicking. And the crowd is loving it. Once again, it's like that bloodthirsty gladiator stuff. So he's like, he's like 15 minutes. He's been standing on this one rock going like, should I, should I? No, no, no. And then like, because if you go at the wrong time, dude, get ready to like fucking get scraped along the rocks at pace. So my cousin, Danny roommate jumps on this and just yells out after like 15 minutes. He goes, come on, you absolute pelican. Just do it. All right. Seems cruel, 
But then this mum starts laughing and goes like, what are you waiting for? This like 45 year old mum. And I don't want to comment on the, you know, the physique of a, of a middle-aged woman, uh, but she didn't look like a surfer. I'll say that. She did not look like a surfer. Um, but it ended up being the kick up the ass this bloke needed. He freaked out. He caved to the banter and just jumped in, paddled straight out. It was the best thing that could have happened to him. So I think that's a little example of, I guess, when bullying is done right, you know? You know, bullying gets so much negative press. You know, oh, I ruined my freaking, ruined my high school years. You know, sport, I couldn't enjoy sport because my teammates were bullying me, you know? I didn't have self-confidence until I was 27. But, you know, it's easy to say all that stuff. But you hear very little on the stuff when bullying goes right. And that was an occasion we just saw. So if you see someone struggling, maybe bully them a little bit. Ridicule them publicly if you can. And uh, that's how it's done, you know? That is how it's done. But then um, I will say this. So I'm watching the surf. I'm watching all these guys who are gun surfers. I'm watching like a fucking, like the girlfriend at a at a boyfriend's soccer game. I'm like, go Jason. Like I'm a fan basically. And then... My mate Dorso calls me up and says, let's have a few beers tonight. I'm in the mood. I go, you're shitting me. Alrighty then. So Dorso and a couple of the lads come over. Now, what they've done on their Saturday, while I was eating a burrito watching actual surfers go out, Dorso and a couple of the lads have knocked over a lazy half marathon on a Saturday morning. I think if you're going to knock over 21Ks and then come have some beers with the lads... Tell me on, on Wednesday so I can do something equally as impressive before we have beers and not feel like a complete piece of shit on a Saturday night. You know? I chucked also a beer. I go, how's your day? He goes, oh, just ran a half marathon. 21 Ks. I go, right. He goes, what have you been up to? I go, oh, n- not much really. Sat at the beach for a couple of hours. Had a burrito. Now we're both tucking into beers this athlete has earned his schooners like a warrior and I'm just looking in the mirror going, you're a fat piece of shit, Darcy. When was the last time you knocked out a lazy 21? I've never done it. I've never knocked out a half marathon. So now I'm just feeling like an absolute loser on a Saturday night. Well, this, well, well the lads who've, who've earned their beers, you know, with a, with a nice half marrow. But as this, my mate Dorso, psychopath, he ran the full half marathon with no headphones, no music, no stimulus whatsoever. And it's because he's, he's a big fan of David Goggins. And there's a lot of blokes out there who are. A lot of blokes and gals and everything in between. Uh, fans of David Goggins, Jocko Willink, you know, these former Navy SEAL types. And now, I reckon we're in this state of the world. So, D- Dorso ran 21Ks without any music because he said music is cheating. Music is weakness, you know. It's trying to distract your brain from the task at hand. It's like, dude, you're in my lounge room, not fucking Baghdad, you know. Like, Jesus Christ, you are a warrior. You know, I have to, I have to listen to, uh, I have to listen to some of the most inspirational music ever just to fucking go up to the shops, you know? I'm cranking lose yourself just to pay my phone bill on a Thursday, right? And he's done a lazy 21 with no music because it's weakness. And now we're at this point because we've got all these Navy SEAL, what do you call them? Mentors, book writers, uh life guides, self-help people. I'm not sure what I'm looking for there, but now you think you got average people, you know, now we got, we got like guys like my mate Dorso. You think, oh, he's just, that's my friend Dorso. He's, he's a plumber by trade and a great bloke. 
He's actually a fucking undercover seal at this point. This guy's this guy's a mental fortress upstairs, all right? You just don't know who's who, you know? You Let's say you got some some freaking, uh, you go into the accountant, have him look at your books. You think, uh, you think, oh, mate, you know, do this, do this for me. You think you're just dealing with some, some schmuck, but he might have the, he might have the freaking mental fortitude of a Navy SEAL now. You know, it's like you say hi to your accountant. He's like, yeah, I've been here since 4am. I always get up before my enemies. I was like, whoa, fuck, that's pretty intense for an accountant, you know? But now because of these, these Navy SEAL blokes and their books, people are getting mentally tough, you know, there's not as many pushovers out there as before, so I don't know, I reckon everyone needs to shape up, you know, like, the. I'm just thinking how mentally weak I am, you know, 21Ks, I would have had to have listened to at least four podcasts, and I would have had to have had three people on rotation boosting my morale every kilometer, like, running with me going, just saying, you're the best, Bill, you can do it, your hair looks fantastic in the wind, that's what I'd need to complete 21Ks. And Dorso's done it with nothing but his thoughts? What? I don't know if you guys have met some of your brains before, but some of these thoughts aren't that friendly. Okay, I don't need to be 16Ks in with my brain telling me that my stand-up comedy is for fucking drunk losers. You know, and, and, and at the 17K mark, my brain goes, your fringe is overrated. Like, oh God, no, I'm giving up. I'm giving up on that point. So, I don't know. Maybe think I need to shape up mentally, you know? Fucking bam. Set the alarm for 4am. Get ahead. It's very impressive. But speaking of mental toughness, when it comes to... I may not be the mentally toughest, but I am emotionally the GOAT. When it comes to emotions, I am the greatest of all time. Don't ever fucking forget it. Uh, This weekend, I did something not many have done. I went three from three. uh, Undefeated, undisputed. still, Still the greatest to ever do it. Three from three, three times I've watched Bridge to Terabithia, three times I've cried my eyes out in front of friends and or family. I'm the GOAT, okay? Watch this film at your own peril. I will say that, okay? Because, I'm sorry, Disney, but you don't kill the main chick in a feel-good kids movie. Um, Who the fuck greenlit that in the boardroom, Okay? You know, you, we got Leslie and Jess and they're all, they're playing in this make-believe forest. And then one day Jess comes home. Oh, Leslie's dead. She drowned in a river. What? Leslie's dead. No, like, oh, like this is a joke. She's like going to come back as an angel. Or Tinkerbell's going to bring her back from heaven. Right, dad? No, 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 no. Uh, she drowned. The rope you guys have been using to swing across to the make-believe kingdom snapped. Delivering a harsh reminder that that life isn't all roses and sunshine, okay? It's a fucking mean and dark place. And when Leslie died, I cried my eyes out for the third time. I'm three from three. It's way too much. I proper, like, hardcore cried in front of my roommates. Like, I was, like, sobbing. At one point uh, in the movie, they go, uh, Leslie's dad, the girl who died, goes to the kid. He goes, he goes we are so happy she was able to meet you, you know, Leslie didn't have much luck making friends at her old school, so when, when, uh, you started being her friend, we were just so thankful, thank you so much, um, at that point in the movie, my roommate Maka goes, has anyone seen Bill, I'm in the corner in the fetal position, crying my goddamn eyes out, and if you're not, you must have been, like, molested as a child, and now you've got some weird, 
emotional blockage because what the fuck, dude? A Disney film. This is out of nowhere. How could they kill her off? I can't. Oh, God. I'll fucking cry right now. I'll do it. I am the goat at crying at Bruce Terabithia. I might be able to cry at it even without, with just by thinking about it. That's how, that's how strong I am emotionally. But, dude, wild film. The first time I cried at that film was in the cinemas. Oh, no, that was Click. I can't remember where I watched Bridge to the first time, but I cry. I remember being like, you know when you're like a teenage boy and you're, you're crying, you're like, what the fuck? You're like, this is embarrassing. And then you're crying so much, you're like, I must be gay. You know when you're like 14, you think if you cry, you're gay? I remember like crying at like 14, being like, holy shit, I am a homosexual. Now, that was the year 2007. So they, those were the times, you know, back then you stub your toe, you're gay. So pretty much anyone was gay back then, but... But then the second time, I came home from cricket one day, Bridge to Terabithia is on the Disney Channel. I came in halfway through the film, cried in front of my little sister. She called me a fucking bitch and my mum was like, leave him alone, he's sensitive. And I'm like just crying on the couch going, Leslie. And then Sunday night in front of my roommates. Also, after a few glasses of red, I mean, that's, that's basically opening the floodgates. But yeah, dude, that movie is so sad. Like, watch it at your own peril. Good one to watch with your girlfriend if she thinks like you're like an emotional piece of shit or like you never you never open up to her or something, you know? You know, you, you like uh, you get a girlfriend, she's like, why are you always just joking around like you're never serious with me? You want to get serious, babe? Block out 95 minutes tonight. I need 95 minutes of your time and you will you will see the emotional goat. And And yeah, oh my God. But yeah, dude, I'm fucking, I'm crying just thinking about it. Not actually. But yeah, dude, that is wild. Absolutely wild. Alright, I got a few things here. That was all I did on the weekend, by the way. God. I'll say it again. You try doing a solo podcast during a pandemic. It's fucking difficult, okay? Just talked for seven minutes about crying during Bridget Terabithia. You think I wanted to share that? I went in, uh, I went into the, you know, I go, what, what notes do I have from the weekend? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So, so there you go. Okay. Now I've talked about this before on the pod, but I think it's worth revisiting. So basically I've become a bit of a UFC fan recently. All right. Now that stands for the ultimate fighting championship for any, any fucking nerds out there. Okay. I'll put you in a headlock. I'm not afraid. Um, but yeah, my roommates are obsessed with it and I'm getting into it now. And I think the best part about the UFC is just the trash talk and, and like how they just say whatever they want. Like they're not accountable. You know, you can just say crazy shit. And why do we insist, especially in Australia, I think England maybe care a little bit less than us, but especially in Australia, why do we insist on our freaking cricket players, uh, rugby league guys, they're, you know, I guess they're kind of psychos away from the field, but why do we insist on our cricket players, our soccer players, etc., of just being so fake and boring, you know? Has anyone heard an original thought from Steve Smith in the last two years? You know, Steve Smith is up there. They, you can, Steve Smith will get like two double hundreds in a game, and in the interview, you can just see the media manager with a gun into his back going, going, give credit to the team, give credit to the team. It's like he got two double hundreds. Just say it. I'm the be- I'm the best. 
how did did we play? I played fantastically. I got 90% of our runs. I was unbelievable today, you know? And why is it, these USC guys are noticed. They can say horrific things and then everyone's like, oh, you know, out of the octagon, different bloke, real family man. Everyone loves him, you know? They can say, they can say horrendous stuff. Why can't we just have cricketers talk shit? It'd be so much more fun. So much more fun. Imagine if cricketers called other cricketers out of stuff. It'd be fucking great. That's what we need. Like, how good would it be? Tim Payne. You know, he's, he's the golden boy captain. Everyone loves him. How good would it be if we just knocked off Sri Lanka one day and Shane Warne's got the microphone and, and, and Shane Warne's like, well, Tim, it was a great win for the team. Uh, what do you put that down to? And he, Tim Payne just grabs the mic and just goes, hey, Virat Kohli, you absolutely suck. All right. Hey, I got a message for you. I, I don't know why he's American. Because <laughs> all the UFC guys are. Yeah, just be like, and just get on the mic and be like, hey, Sri Lanka, why are you running? Sri Lanka, come back. Come back for, for round three. I'll dust you again, you know? What did what did Faf Duplessis say about me? What did he say? All right, give him a message. Firstly, Faf, if I hear my name out of your mouth again, I will bury you where you stand, okay? And then after I bury you, I'm going to get your wife to cook me a steak, medium rare, just how I like it, you know? Why, why can't Tim Payne say that? Viewers would go through the roof. There'd be more people at the games. It'd be great, you know? Why, why can't we just... Why, 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 why can't freaking, and, and let's be honest, Dave Water, that guy is a renowned cunt anyway. Why can't we just let him loose? He punched, he punched Joe Root in the face. You know, he's not fooling anyone saying, oh, the, the team, the team did this, the team did that. You assaulted a man. Tell us what you really think. How could it be if Dave Warner just got on the mic and said, Joe Root is a punk bitch. And on Sunday, he'll find out why I'm the goat when I fucking destroy him. Why can't we just have that? We know he's thinking it. He's a little psychopath. He's a little gnome, little angry little gnome guy. Yeah, I just hate the fakeness, you know? And it's not working, by the way. You know, we brought up all of these team values. You know, Brett Lee's on there going, if you eat 12 wheat bix and always think about your teammates, you'll be a champion like me. And then I go play great cricket. Some guy's like, yeah, after this game, don't be in a rush there, Billy. I'm going to see you in the car park with a fucking baseball bat. I'm like... What the hell, dude? Didn't you hear Brett Lee's speech about the spirit of the game? No one's thinking that, you know? When I got some bloke out west saying he's going to fucking molest me. Yeah, I'm sorry, did they, the, the, team, the, the teamwork and the spirit of the game chats are falling on deaf ears, my friend. They're falling, it's not working, you know? And these, these kids coming through the freaking... These new kids with growing up with the internet, you know? You got Steve Smith saying... Or fucking Tim Cale, whoever, saying, you know, teamwork makes the dream work. These kids switch that off. They watch a bit of UFC. Then they watch a bit of WWE. Then they watch some horrific R-rated program like Game of Thrones. And then they finish the night off with a bit of, bit of hardcore porn. Do you really think the spirit of the game is going to be uh, finding a place in their, in their hearts among all those other debaucherous activities? Why can't we just let people be people, you know? Say what you're thinking. Do what you're doing. You know, Dave Warner assaulted Joe Root. And then we're all in the interview going, oh, okay, so Dave's really looking forward to playing back out there with his friends, is he? Classic Dave. That's such a classic Dave thing to say. He loves friendship and he loves teamwork. I believe him. Why can't we just have Dave Warner go, everyone in the South African team is a punk bitch. I'll see you on Sunday, lads, you know? A.B. de Villiers, everyone says he retired. I say he's running. Come back, A.B., Come taste some medicine. 
courtesy of Davy W, you know? That'd be so much better. Why can't we have trash talk in cricket? Or any sport. All sports should have trash talk. Yeah. And it, yeah. I just... I just want it to be more exciting. I hate the fakeness. I hate it so much. It's just so lame. And who is it for, really? Who is it for? I would argue that if a kid turns into a real piece of shit, blame the parents. You can't blame freaking Brett Lee or Steve Smith for not being a good example. It's like, oh, you know, Brett Lee told Rail Driver to fucking get fucked. Now my, now my son's a criminal. It's like, well, you're also a rampant alcoholic and an abusive father, you know? At least go 50-50 with being a, on the results. No accountability, you know? It's up to these sports stars to do everything. Leave them alone, you know? Especially now that um, a lot of sports players do podcasts now, like they are guests on podcasts. And like, fair enough if you do like a two-second interview after a game and you're like, yeah, credit to the team, I love the team, whatever, fucking bullshit. But if you're going to go on a, a three-hour po- or a two-hour podcast and be that boring for two hours, I'm sorry, but you've... Ugh, it's too much. It's too much. I want some goddamn personality. Is that too much to ask? I don't think so. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, let me adjust this camera. All right, now, change of pace. I just would love to see trash talking in all organized sports, you know, in the press conferences. It'd be unreal. All right, now, bit of a lighter topic, I would say. Anyone keeping tabs on Egg Boy anymore? Is that recording? Ah, oh, fuck. All right. Um, anyway, Egg Boy. All right. Is anyone keeping tabs on this bloke? Egg Boy has transformed himself from a cult hero into a spiritual leader. All right. Now, I know everyone loves Egg Boy. I love him too. He's a hero of the people. He's a, he's a great young man. He's 18 years old. And I will say, uh, I've came across his Instagram the other day, and it is wild. Firstly, he's still doing a lot of great work around the world. He set up a, a bushfire charity fund with Magda Zavansky, another very loved Australian. I love her as much as anyone. Love the work they're doing. But Egg Boy, I've got to say, is starting to lose the plot a little bit. He's, he's like a spiritual leader now. But he's, he's 18 and it kind of reeks of uh, someone who listened to one Joe Rogan episode and it's just gone. What the, like lost the plot. Like just taking ev- every word to heart and be like, oh my God, <laughs> he's right. <laughs> Dude, some of Egg Boy's posts, I want, I want to read him off here. <laughs> I fucking, I love it. He, he's, a, he's a champion of the people. Okay, so this is Egg Boy. This is on Egg Boy's Instagram story. I believe humans will evolve in one of two ways. One, becoming one with technology. Two, a spiritual evolution where we let go of some parts of the ego that have allowed us to survive as a species. In brackets, we don't need these anymore once we become so advanced. From here, we will spread love and lift others up more naturally. I believe that psychedelics play a pivotal role in this spiritual evolution. And then the rest of his story is all about how psychedelics open your mind. And, uh... And this is, this is a thought-provoking one on his Instagram story as well. To naturally keep moving forward as a species, how is shoving people down going to help? Is this going to be part of our spiritual evolution? Fucking hell, egg boy. It's a good question, mate. I don't have all the answers. I, I'm not going to pretend to. Maybe Lady Gaga does. But 
I mean, Egg Boy, what a what a career turn, you know, from cult hero. And he's handled this a lot better than I would have, because I would have, I would have really gotten selfish with the with the fame. But speaking of fame, he said, um, this is on one of his uh, posts. When you get everything you're ever meant to want, and suddenly it doesn't make your life complete, an awakening lies on the other side, much like the butterfly after the caterpillar. A few truth bombs here. Through experience, fame does not make you feel like you're better. Popularity is a dead end, and the only thing that matters in life is giving. We are all chasing that feeling of being whole, and nothing brings it closer than giving. Trust me. Very good, very good. Oh, yeah. This one's good. He goes, I was feeling unmotivated today, so I jumped on a, I jumped on a podcast, and it made me remember how much I live for deep chats about human behavior, connection, and fulfillment. The podcast will be out soon. I'll keep you posted. How have you been riding this wave in ISO? Fucking absolute bants from Eggboy. We all have a long way to become aligned with that feeling of oneness as a society. And this is about Russell Brand. Well done for Russell. uh, For bridging the gaps and helping us awaken from the you're not good enough until you buy this mantra of our modern capitalistic society. Russell, you're a great role model of mine. Maybe one day I will sell out this theater as well. And he's saying we're all still chasing fame and recognition. Very easy to say when you've got a, a lazy 400k followers, but he's, he's bringing up some great points, Egg Boy. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, he, he's 18 years old and he's flying the flag, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I'm not even ripping on him. I, think, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's bad what he's doing. I just think it's fucking hilarious, you know. Like, that's so intense, you know. Everyone's on his going, oh, fuck, it's Egg Boy. This guy's classic. He threw an egg at Fraser Anning. I bet this guy's Instagram is hilarious. And then you just jump on his story and he's like, psychedelics will unlock your potential. Only through spiritual evolution will you find happiness. Once we merge with technology, we'll be able to move forward as a race. And you're like, holy shit, egg boy. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Is anyone talking about this, by the way? Is anyone talking about the fact that egg boy is now a spiritual leader? It's one of the greatest career changes I've ever seen. You know, I'll tell you how I handle the fame that he got. Okay, so I throw the egg at, at Fraser Annie. Uh, immediately, once I get 500,000 followers or whatever, immediately I launch a tour, big theatres, hitting every city in Australia. And guess what? Ticket prices, they're heavy. They're pretty heavy indeed. Um, for a VIP meet and greet, you're looking at 1500 bucks, no touching. Absolutely no touching. Don't look me in the eye. I am a god now. Um, and then after that, I do a fundraiser. Uh, probably just to fund my next tour. Even though I've made millions on the first one, I'm egg boy. What are you going to do about it? And I would immediately cut off most of my friends and family and assume my new role as an A-list celebrity slash comedian. I'd imagine my stand-up would go downhill, but because I stop really caring what the crowd wants or thinks. And as my stand-up gets worse, the ticket prices get higher. Thanking everyone involved. I'm goddamn egg boy. That's how poorly I'd handle that. But this guy goes... <laughs> I wonder if he was like, I'm just trying to wrap my head around this. I wonder if Egg Boy was always like a fucking spiritual leader. But, and then, and and he's always had this idiot and now he's just like, fuck yeah. Now I've got the platform. It's time to give him the, the business, you know? You think fame and money is going to save you? You're wrong. I'm goddamn Egg Boy and I'm here to tell you the truth. You know? Huge. Good on Egg Boy for sticking to his guns psychedelics he, he said on instagram lsd opened his mind and made him more connected 
to the uh, to the natural world. It made me have a good, you know, I, I had a similar experience. You know, he was more connected to the natural world, felt a oneness um, and, you know, a, a spiritual connection to his, his fellow living beings. I personally had a laugh with the lads followed by a minor panic attack, but it's not a competition. It's not a competition. Okay. But it does make me think, you know, Egg Boy's a spiritual leader. We all need spiritual leaders. And I wanted to open up about my spiritual leader, to be honest. Um, my spiritual leader, I've sort of been following him for a while now and he t- teaches me a lot and he's never steered me wrong. I love him. Uh, my spiritual leader is the one, the only Jackson Warren, Shane Warren's eldest son. I'm pretty sure he's the eldest. Um, and let me tell you, for anyone who's following Egg Boy's spiritual teachings, jump on the Jay Warren train immediately. Okay, this guy is a proper leader. Firstly, um, he's, he's, he's the chosen one. He is the son of Shane Warren. Jay Warren will bring balance where there was none. You know, Egg Boy wants to talk about oneness. I'd like to see Jackson Warren come from around the wicket on day five. I'll show you some goddamn oneness, all right? You want to be fulfilled? Let's have three round the bat. Day five with 400 on the board, all right? That's fulfillment. And I don't even know. I think Jackson doesn't even play cricket, but I don't think he needs to to still be the GOAT. I think he could pick up a ball for the first time at 35 and just do unbelievable things. Um, but Jackson Warren, he's, 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 the, he's the leader we need. You know, I love this guy. Firstly, um, this isn't spiritual, but he's, he's ripped out of his goddamn mind and he's an absolute sort. Okay, so I know Egg Boy is not bad looking, um, but Jackson Warren is a certified 10 and he's also a hench as fuck. Um, so while Egg Boy is talking about, you know, taking tabs in the forest and, you know, fucking rubbing your hands over the grass and feeling what's inside, Jackson Warren will and can beat the shit out of Egg Boy. So I'm not saying it's going to come to a physical confrontation, uh, but if it does, Jackson Warren will win. Um, Firstly, Jackson Warren also loves Star Wars. Egg Boy loves Star Wars, but I don't think he loves it as much as Jackson Warren. You know, Egg Boy did a May the 4th Be With You post. Jackson Warren, for his 21st birthday asked for a Lego Millennium Falcon. Fuck yeah, dude. And he'd already built the Imperial Star Destroyer out of Lego. It took him 20 hours. But the thing about Jackson Warren is, he doesn't give up. He was 15 hours into building a Lego Star Destroyer. And he thought, do I turn back? And he thought, no, because I'm the chosen one. I'm a leader to my people and I must push on. And then he finished the Star Destroyer and said, well, my birthday's coming up, Shane. I know I could have anything in the world, but I want the fucking goddamn Millennium Falcon. You know, I would love it if, if after he finished the Falcon, he goes to his dad, like, uh, Shane Ward's like, oh, let's, let's go get a coffee. And he's like, <laughs> it's like that Simpsons scene. Jackson Warren's like, oh yeah, sweet dad, we'll take the Millennium Falcon. And Shane's like, what? And Jackson's like, hop in. <laughs> and Shane's like, no, no, it's just a, it's just a model. It's not a real Millennium Falcon. And Jackson's like, I said, hop in. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He also put an, an Avatar The Last Airbender arrow on his head, Jackson Warren. I fucking love this guy. I will dead said take a bullet. I would take a bullet for him. Uh, so he shredded. Shane Warren's his dad. He loves Star Wars. He's also a pro poker player. What? So he shredded. He loves Star Wars. He's the chosen one. And he's also a professional poker player. I don't think Egg Boy is even good at, like, go fish, you know? And freaking Jay Warren's out there making thousands playing Texas Hold'em. Fuck yeah, he is the chosen one. And also, 
freaking Jackson Warren's Instagram, there's not a single photo that Shane Warren hasn't commented on. And most of the comments are, love you, miss you. You're the best. Ha ha ha. Love you, Jackson. Shane Warren doesn't even follow Eggboy on Instagram. You know? And it's like everyone's saying, oh yeah, but Eggboy's not his son. It's like, well, if Eggboy's so great, why isn't, why isn't the greatest of all time following him? Interesting. Interesting. But Shane Warren is following the greatest of all time. He is following the spiritual leader we need. He's following Jackson Warren. Jackson Warren has had several haircuts over the last couple of years from what I could tell from his Instagram. I don't want to sort of broad stroke it too hard, but every single one looked fantastic. Fantastic haircuts. He, he went the mullet. He went the mohawk. He went the shaved head. He went the arrow on the head. He went the shaved head again. Every single look, he knocked out of the park. Jackson Warren is the hero we need. He's the spiritual leader we need. I will personally follow him anywhere. And he is officially... Um, the spiritual leader of this podcast and I'll be paying homage to him from now on as you should too uh, give him a follow on Instagram just just to see how goddamn hench this guy is I mean uh, I'm not going to speculate that he's on steroids um, but also it, it seems pretty clear that he's on steroids so I don't know what's happening there but no nah, he'd be all natural I think it's just his goddamn genetics you know he's the, he's the goat you know Shane, Shane Warne the only thing Shane Warne didn't achieve in his life was to get absolutely shredded. Jackson Warren pops out of the womb with a fucking dumbbell in hand going, don't worry, dad, I'll pick up where you left off. I'm going to get fucking henched out of my mind and we're going to destroy Egg Boy, as the prophecy foretold. But yeah, dude, fuck, Jackson Warren, I pay homage. I pay homage to the great. He is the spiritual leader of this podcast. What a time to be alive. And we've got a few things coming up. All right, might skip that. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Now, I had a couple of send-ins this week I didn't particularly care for. Um, we had Jake send in, he got a haircut. He said, he got a bad haircut. He said, talk about how you, like, the hairdressers never do what you want them to do. Uh, Jake, that topic sucks, mate. So I didn't want to talk about that. But I did have a particularly good haircut story on episode... I don't know, between 30 and 70. There's a good haircut story in there somewhere. So go find that in your own time. Um, and you read some other stuff. But speaking of, um, we had a, speaking of spiritual leaders, another another all-time great. Uh, I would say this guy, he's a leader of kind. Radio shock jock. I think if someone calls you a shock jock on radio, it just means you're racist. But it's, So maybe he's not a shock jock, but Kyle Sanderlands, this guy, this big old, this big old heifer, you know, the thing with Kyle, Kyle Sanderlands, him and Jackie O are the most uh, successful FM radio duo, I think in probably ever. I think one year they won best radio show in the world. I'm pretty sure they did. Pretty sure she said something like, Seth, you don't listen enough, but... So Kyle and Jackie O, they did a 60-minute special where they have basically this big thing where they're going to reveal that Kyle has this horrific health condition and he's in a lot of trouble. And it's meant to be like, you know, a real um, emotional piece. And he's even wearing like his blood pressure watch, you know, and, he, and you think, fuck, what's going to happen? And what happened was uh, it turned out to be a huge hoax, okay? Um Kyle just went on 60 minutes at the end of the thing. He said, um, he said, I don't actually have a bad health condition. My blood pressure is a bit high, but other than that, um, I'm uh, completely fine. 
and everyone was furious at him for doing this. Um, they were furious at 60 Minutes, who, you know, traditionally deliver quite hard-hitting news. Um, if you ever see that Liz Hayes bird fucking, you know, looking through your garbage, run, uh, because she's got some dirt on you, and she'll take you down Sunday, 8.30 p.m., all right? Uh, but so Carl Sanders did the big hoax and everyone was filthy at him. And to this, I say, I say, honestly, the, it was very ambitious from Carl. I think it's the most ambitious thing to ever do to be a big fat fuck and try and tease the fact that you're in horrendous health. The guy's morbidly obese, red as a tomato, and he's had, he's got the audacity to, to tease to do a teaser of, of, about his health, you know? Ooh, I wonder what's going on with me. You're about to die. That's what's happening, Kyle. We don't need a 60-minute special on your health. You know, when you take three goes to get up the stairs, that's the that's all that's all the story we need, okay? This is unbelievable, the audacity of this guy. I thought the fact he was still alive was the big reveal, you know? He's literally... He's, <laughs> Kyle sits him down in the 60-minute interview. He's already out of breath just from sitting down. He goes... The big reveal about my health. I thought he was going to drop dead on the program. I thought that was. I thought that was going to be the big, uh, the big sixty-minute moment, you know. And he goes, "I'm kidding. I'm actually, I'm actually in good health." Okay. Why are you sweating so much? It's seventeen degrees in this room, you know. This guy has a cheeseburger, but uses bacon as the buns, you know. And he has to get. He has the audacity to go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go on national television. And do a big health reveal. Ooh, am I am I unhealthy? Am I not? Am I sick? Am I not? Ooh, what? Nobody knows. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. You're, you're famously friends with John Ibrahim. Okay, let's take a let's take a cocaine habit with a morbidly obese cardiovascular system. Let's put them together for fifteen years, <laughs> and let's see what the fuck happens. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe this is the most ambitious piece of TV I've ever seen in my life. You know, ooh, Kyle's big health reveal. <laughs> Enjoy your last three years on the planet, mate. <laughs> I hope the 80k 60 minutes gave you was worth it. The guy's rich out of his mind. Already dates absolute sorts despite his uh, despite his rig, and 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 still has the audacity to go 60 minutes. I've got a story for you. Honestly, good on him. I actually respect how little this guy gives a fuck. And also, how genius is this? He moved to LA uh, to do his breakfast radio show because in LA, he can get up at 11 a.m. and do the show instead of 4 a.m. in Sydney. I will say that is genius. You know? So he's a thoughtful guy. He's an ambitious guy. Um, I'm going to miss him. He doesn't have long. But Carl Sandilands, that was impressive, my friend. And, And do you know how they sold it as well? Guess who did the interview? The GOAT. The greatest journalist of all time. Carl, the Marauder, Stefanovic, you know, I love Carl Stefanovic more than anyone. And, you know, Carl traditionally does cover all sort of, you know, the huge disasters, you know, usually it's a category four cyclone in freaking in Bali somewhere. But, you know, they saw, they saw Kyle coming up the stairs. They go, fuck, this guy's got his own gravitational pull. Somebody call Carl Stefanovic. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, dude. All right. Um, Okay. Now, was that too mean? No, because I actually admire Kyle's ambitiousness. And he's also very successful at what he does. I do like Kyle Sanderlands. 
a little bit. But what are we on here, time-wise? 44 minutes. It's all gravy. I said at the start I had a good feeling about this podcast. I am satiated, I would say. Give this a seven. I did, I thought I thought the cricket UFC thing would be a little bit funnier, and I was going to try and not be so mean to Kyle. Fortunately, I pretty pretty much said Kyle Sandlane's going to die soon. And the UFC thing, I think we all I think it was all right, but I think it could have been better. But I, I enjoyed it. I hope you did. Anyway, I got one more thing I want to talk about. What's this camera doing? Dude, my battles with this fucking video camera will never end. I have nightmares about this thing. But anyway. Um, okay, speaking of absolute pelicans, um, I don't want to go mean into mean. I will say this. Okay. What is this? All right. few thoughts to end on. What a ride it's been. What a journey. Um, and you know what? I bet if Jackson Warren was here, he'd say, Bill, you're doing a good job. Keep your head up. Fuck, he's wise. God damn, he is wise. Um, so, I just feel like we are in the age of coaching at the moment. Has anyone noticed this? Everyone's a coach or a mentor of some kind, but they're all full of shit. It's bizarre. It's fucking weird. You know, we got like life coaches who aren't happy. There's business coaches who aren't millionaires. Why you'd any ever take business advice over from someone who's poor is beyond me. You know, all my Instagram ads are just these like, these guys like walking along a, like a jetty being like, do you want, do you want wealth in your life, but are too scared to go out and grab it? You know, it's not, it's not the destination of wealth. It's the journey along the way. That's what it's about. My name's Ryan, my name's Ryan Bell and I'm here to help you be your best self. What, what are we doing here? You know, you go, what are you single with no kids at 34? Yeah, cool. All right. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll take some advice from someone who doesn't look at their ceiling fan every Saturday night going fucking do it. You know, like, okay, too mean, but too mean, but it's so bizarre. Like just how, you know, like with coaching, the whole point of coaching is you become fucking unbelievable at something. And then once you're like the best in the world or something like Justin Langer is the current cricket coach because he was an absolute weapon of a player and he knows everything about the game. But there's people who are like 22 and are like coaches. They're like life coaches at 22. You know, there's like, you know, just like personal trainers who aren't that fit. Business coaches who aren't rich. Like it it blows me away that the audacity of people to, to coach others, you know? And I swear I wasn't like this five, 10, five years ago. Maybe it's like a trend at the moment, you know, be a coach, be a life coach, be a consultant. It's so bizarre. I reckon... More than ever, we are the blind leading the blind, you know? Just all these buzzwords. I saw a, like a 90... Or I guess, fair play to Egg Boy. He probably falls into this category. At 18, handing out spiritual advice. I will say, he's done that much work for charity. I'll give him a free pass, but... I mean, really, what, what the fuck would he know? Anyway. But uh, but he, he's a, a fantastic young man. I would never rip on him too much because of all the great work he's done. But but yeah, like to be... To be I just find it to be so... I would never have the confidence to tell someone to do something unless I was like the greatest in the world at it. You know, like I rarely give advice, but I also rarely take it. You know, I think that's, 
you listen to every pelican who tells you what to do, like, especially when it comes to comedy or like whatever your thing is, like nine times out of 10, like I always be polite and stuff, but nine times out of 10, I go, oh, cool, man. Thanks. I'll, I'll have a think about it. And in my head, I'm just going, dude, hit the bricks. All right. Hit the goddamn bricks. This is how Billy Darcy does it, you know? And, and sometimes you get great advice and you go, fuck, I will take that on board. Like, and you can see how you can do it here, but you can't listen to too many people. You know, I heard this great quote on a podcast the other day about comedy, but I think it's about life in general, really, that any comedian who's giving you advice, they're only, the advice is only there to make you more like them. You know, if some comedian says, why don't you do it more like this? That's because that's how they do it. You know? Oh, why don't you do this? That's because that's how they do it. That's how they've done it for 20 years, you know? So sometimes you got to be like, dude, fuck off. Like, you know, you don't actually tell them that, but you just go, oh, thanks, man. And you just go, yeah, nah. If I listen to everyone, I remember when I started this podcast, everyone was like, you got to do it with someone else. Uh, you got to, it's got to have a topic. Like it's got to be about like, you know, it's got to be a cricket podcast or a, or an art podcast, or you can only, you know, where you only talk about stand up or whatever. I was thinking, well, that's not really what I, how I would do it, you know? And then, and then people like, you know, don't go to Melbourne Comedy Festival. Don't go too late. Don't go too early. Don't tour. You should be touring. Why are you touring right now? You know, everyone has different opinions, um, you know, but you just kind of, you know, I reckon good rule of thumb, 80% of the time, hit the bricks, you know? And, you know, you make mistakes and stuff. Like I've made heaps of mistakes, but I don't know. Like I just reckon... People just handing out advice and tips and coaching left and right these days. Hit the goddamn bricks. Unless you're a freaking... Unless you're Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I don't want to hear it. Okay? Very bizarre. Very bizarre. So, I don't know. Something to think about at the end there. You know, don't take advice from too many people. You know, you read a good self-help book or something. You know, that's that's good stuff. But, you know, it's, you can't listen to every fucking chooch out there telling you, Oh, mate, if you're going to do a... If you're going to do a podcast, you got to do this. Oh, you're going to play soccer, you got to do this. If you want to be an accountant, you got to do this. It's like, all right, let me think about that. Mm, nah, all right, next, you know? And then you get some guy who's like been an accountant for 50 years and he goes, this is what I think would help you. And you go, fuck, this guy really knows what he's talking about. Thanks, mate. I really appreciate that. You know, too many pelicans out there putting their two cents in. You can absolutely hit the bricks because I listened to one person, one person alone. That's Jackson Warren, okay? So unless you're Jackson Warren, don't tell me what to do because I'm not listening. All right. And that is the pod for this week. Uh, once again, I like to pay, pay homage to, to the spiritual leader of the pod, Jackson Warren. Um, egg boy, all the best. You sick son of a bitch. I'm loving the big swings you're taking. Um, and, and yeah, I don't know what more needs to be said. This was a time. This was an absolute time. I've successfully operated the camera this week and yeah, if anyone wants to share one of my stand-up videos on Facebook. That is dead set the most, or on the Instagram story, that is the most helpful thing you could do to support me at the moment, if you so wish. Um, if you just want to comment that it sucks, that actually helps too. So, potato, potato, you know what I mean? Way too long, way too long, yeah. And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone. Cause these people got me fucked up, yeah, they got me way too wrong, way too wrong. Now my mind's stronger than me, don't you wait too long, wait too long. Oh, I, oh, I, oh.